Welcome to the Crown Council Mentor of the Month program. This is Steve Anderson. As you know, one of the pillars of a culture of success in a Crown Council office is recognition. Our guest this month comes from one of the largest employee recognition companies in the country, O.C. Tanner, which specializes in employee appreciation and recognition programs. Among his clients are brand names you'll recognize, like Dow Chemical, Frito-Lay, Bose, Miller-Thompson, Pier One, and many others. These companies call on him to improve employee retention, motivation, and engagement. We're excited to have him with us today to share his wisdom on building a culture of appreciation and recognition. With that, we welcome the Director of Training for OC Tanner, Kevin Ames, as this month's Crown Council Mentor of the Month. Welcome, Kevin. Stephen, thank you. It's a pleasure to be with you. Maybe you could uh, start out by sharing with us why appreciation and recognition in the workplace matters, since that's your specialty. Yeah, I think our global research, uh, specifically with our partners, uh, Towers Watson, uh, told us clearly that this concept of appreciation is the leading driver of something referred to as a sense of opportunity and well-being in the heart and mind of people. And it is those two elements that's the leading driver of this employee engagement that we talk so much about. The conveyance of appreciation tends to, to open up the heart and open up the mind of the employee, make them have a sense of belonging, uh, gives them a sense of being valued in the environment, and it gives them that sense then uh, of opportunity, which is an opportunity to grow both personally and professionally in this space, and a desire to do that because they are so well cared for. They know that their organization and their immediate supervisor cares about that uh, work-life balance concept. They they treat them as a, a valued human being, and they understand that there there is life both inside and outside of work. And when we get that then we've created an environment that can inspire people to choose to engage. Engagement's an interesting word, and uh, really it has to do with making a decision to want to produce great work for somebody or something. And a lot of people feel like engagement is a destination, but really what we're trying to do is create an environment that inspires people to engage with our mission, vision, and values, and then they'll choose to do great work. There's some work to do after that, but this culture of appreciation is, is kind of the beginning of creation of that environment that inspires people to do more. Where does appreciation and recognition rank in the order of things that team members look for in a place to work? Where, where, is it, where does it matter in the order of things? If it's not present, you're going to have a difficult time getting the rest of your information, uh, the, the passion around your mission and vision and values into the heart and mind. So from that standpoint, it's, it's really essential to have it early on. Uh, our sense of it is that you have to create this culture of appreciation first, early, so that they feel that comfort in that organization, that they feel that sense of belonging. It's only then that they really make a decision to open up and have a desire to produce great work. It's not unlike uh, a classic marriage timeline or a marriage arc in many ways. There's there's a courtship phase when an employee comes to work for an organization before they ultimately make a decision to choose to engage and accept that mission and, and do great work around it. So we've got to have that culture in place immediately so that they choose that. Once chosen, then we can start to talk about, all right, this is our mission. This is why we exist. 
this is our vision. This is the impact that we want to have. These are our core values, and they are the, the behaviors that we're calling for. But people will only be receptive to those if that environment is right. And, and appreciation conveyed through meaningful and purposeful moments of recognition is really essential for them to make that choice. So what might be some of the symptoms that an organization might have that's low in appreciation and recognition? Well, the big symptom is disengagement. Gallup's research is, is pretty significant recently. They're suggesting that 7 in 10 in organizations all over the world have, have some level of disengagement or another. And disengagement manifests itself, by and large, through indifferent work. And again, the research is clear that when, when customers experience indifferent work by an employee, 68% uh, of those people don't return and, and purchase from us a second time. So if I get someone that is disengaged with the organization, the work becomes shoddy. It's, it gives customers a, a sense of indifference about whether they're going to be taken care of or not. Ultimately, those things turn to turnover, uh, not only of the employee, but also of the, the customer as well. And you know, it can even drop into what, what's referred to as active disengagement, which means now those people are coming in and, and getting that all over everybody else. They're not content just to do indifferent work on their own, but they're trying to drag others into that sense. So having that culture of appreciation in place is, is one of the first things that we have to pay attention to if we are really going to cause people to make a connection with us. Is there a, a system for carrying out meaningful recognition? Yeah, actually, uh, when we when we think in terms of recognition, we think of meaningful and purposeful recognition. And recognition, again, is the conveyance of appreciation. Appreciation is how we feel or should feel about our people. We convey that through meaningful recognition for that individual that's also purposeful for the organization. So meaningful recognition, meaningful to the individual that's receiving it, is done on a frequent basis. Uh, some research suggests that they need to have some kind of attention on a weekly basis. Certainly a month shouldn't pass without us paying attention to them in a meaningful way. It doesn't mean that they get a new car every month. It means that we are paying attention uh, to the work that they're doing. It's also timely. It's as proximate to the success as we can make it. Uh, we get gold medals right when we get out of the water, right when we get off the track. That's when our employees want to be recognized as well, as proximate to that achievement as they can. It has to be inclusive. That, that means not only is everyone eligible, but everyone is receiving recognition, again, in a consistent way. And it has to be performance-based. This gets rid of competition and bias perceptions. If it's performance-based, if it's, if it's transparent, everyone understands why that individual is being recognized. Uh, when they observe that, it's, it's a sense of, of course, they did great work right there. Meaningful recognition has to be specific. It calls out exactly what the challenge was that was confronted. What did our hero do to overcome that challenge? What was the impact when that challenge was overcome on other people all the way out to our customer? And it, it's deeply personal, so I have to be aware of what it is that inspires other people. What kind of things do they like uh, when they are being recognized? Do they like to be recognized as an individual? Do they like to be recognized in front of a team? Do they like to have uh, an executive present? What kind of things really make a difference to that individual, that's what starts to make it meaningful. When we think in terms of making it purposeful for the organization, there's actually a strategy that has three elements to it. And the first element is we encourage effort in advance of getting results. When we encourage effort, we sustain energy and momentum. That's just in, in simple terms. Sometimes that's a thank you note. Sometimes it's a conversation. Sometimes it's other things. But we encourage effort 
so that we ultimately get to the results that we're after. The second element is to reward the results once we get them. And when we do that, we validate and affirm the worth and the potential of the individual. We validate the worth today. We give them a sense that they're in good standing and that they're doing the things that, uh, that really we should be doing. But we also affirm their potential to do more great work in the future and inspire them, in fact, to do that. And then the third element is to celebrate careers. When we pause and celebrate a career, we're celebrating the entire contribution, the whole body of work. And when we do this, it generates loyalty and it generates contribution over time. Here's the secret to retaining people over the life of their work. And we focus on retaining key employees and high potentials, but we happen to believe that everyone is that. If you simply can find the key to unlock their passion and make that connection to our mission, vision, and values. So encouraging effort, rewarding results, celebrating careers, key to that strategy to keeping people and inspiring them to produce. So how do you make that recognition meaningful? Well, the key to that is understanding the person that you're recognizing, right? And again, I think the key to that is really the specificity of the moment of recognition. When you stand up and tell the story, you're talking about the work that was done in great detail. That employee, there's no, no question in their mind that that supervisor saw that work. They saw what went into that work. They saw what the results of that work was. They saw the impact of it. Meaning is connected to contribution. Frederick Herzberg, who is probably the father of human motivation research for the last 40, 50 years, suggested that a great environment has four key things to it, an opportunity to learn, an opportunity to grow in responsibility, an opportunity to contribute to others, and a need to be recognized for achievement. And when we get a sense of contribution, when that recognition moment talks to the contribution and the impact we've had, now it becomes meaningful to the individual. And the specificity is really the thing that does that. Now I have a sense that they really did see my work, they paid attention to it, understand its importance. Can you give us some some examples from your work in organizations that you've worked with where you've had you know specific recognition and how that was designed for a, a specific individual? Uh, what's what's interesting about that is there's there's a hundred different ways of going about that. A couple of interesting stories. Uh, there was a, a situation at uh, Starwood Hotels where a, a client had uh, put some money for safekeeping into a pillowcase for some reason, rather than putting it in the safe, you know, in the closet. Uh, had put it in a pillowcase, and when the, the cleaners had come to the room, uh, they just cleaned that up, and the, the pillowcase was discovered as part of that process. A little bit later, uh, money was found in it. Uh, this individual, she she takes that money immediately to the manager of the hotel who happened to be meeting with that individual who had lost the money. And so it was it was resolved and the money was returned. Integrity obviously was established. But when that manager took a, took a moment to recognize her for returning that money in front of the team, uh, he put the recognition certificate in a pillowcase and, and the moment was kind of focused around what had happened and replicated it to some degree and called out in, in specificity again what it was that she had done to do that. And additionally, what her manager said about her, all of the things that, that convey this sense of integrity and, and all the things that she brings to the environment. And it was a moment where we took advantage of what happened, we showed what happened, we illustrated it in the style of recognition that we gave to her, and it really made a difference. And it impacts, again, not just her, but those that are observing that moment. And, and there's thousands of, of situations like that. Tell us the, the difference between verbal acknowledgement and recognition and attaching something tangible to the recognition. How important is that? 
Yeah, actually there's three elements to that. What we know from our research globally again, and, and this is over, over decades, is that the human being really wants three things to happen. First and foremost, they want to have an experience associated with the recognition. And that can be, you know, you can have an experience with a, with a beautifully written thank you card. You can have that experience with a one-on-one -on -one visit. You can have that experience in a team setting or a departmental or even company level presentation. But people want to have an experience that is meaningful to them. Second, they want a symbolic gesture. They want something that sits on their desk or something that, that they take home, something that, that is somewhere where it's going to be seen quite often that is representative of that. It, it causes them to be reminded about it and something that they have great pride in. And they also value a tangible reward. That's something maybe that they choose from a catalog or some other way that they use often and it has the same impact. Again, it reminds them of the achievement and is a sense of reward. And so when you pay attention to those three things, now what you start to understand is, is the feedback itself is critical. So the verbal feedback in a moment of recognition, whether that's done one-on-one -on -one or in front of a group, uh, that has the greatest impact because it, it just it contains all of the elements we're looking for. I've had situations where a, a great one-on-one -on -one that was done verbally, obviously, uh, has also had that same kind of an impact. A written, a written card has a different kind of impact. It's powerful in its space. But the verbal suggests that there's just a little more effort put into it. Again, I can apply some of those principles we've talked about relative to telling the story about the specificity of the achievement and some of those things. I think verbal is your number one. I think after that you can drop then into some of these other written forms and certificates and other things that matter, but really taking a moment. And that's why we refer to it as a moment of recognition. It is really best done face-to-face, -face, creating a great experience for that recipient. Tell us about the difference between recognition that you do for special moments like the one that you just described to us, the pillowcase and finding the money. That's kind of on the job uh, in the moment versus recognition for goal achievement, something that has been a goal that's been set in advance and the team or a specific individual reaches that goal. Is there a difference in the type of recognition that you do for those two different things? There can be. It depends on how we prefer to go about our system. Uh, as I pay attention to targets, uh, number one, I'm going to be encouraging effort along the way, aren't I? I'm going to be encouraging their effort to sustain that energy, to sustain that momentum towards its achievement. Once we start to hit those targets, again, now we have that recognition. Now, in some cases, some of that type of achievement might be done in evaluation sessions. And we are very clear that recognition should not be mixed with criticism. There shouldn't be both things present when you have a moment of recognition. However, if we're doing an evaluation of an employee, both things may, in fact, be present. There may be that conversation about the achievements that they've made, the targets that they've hit. We can also have a coaching conversation about the work that remains to be done, uh, changes that we'd like to implement together as a team to get them where they go. But when we hit targets, when we achieve goals, again, we're going to stop and have that moment of recognition. I would, I would suggest that a lot of those are done one-on-one -on -one with supervisor and employee, but even those can be done on the team or department level. And the feeling or the essence of that is about the same. Uh, there's really not a big differentiation between the achievement of a piece of great work this week and achievement of a goal over a period of time. It's just making sure that we are appropriate in the style of recognition moment that we choose. Is there a difference between uh, public and private recognition, and how do you make that determination? 
in many cases, that's the choice of the recipient. There's a lot of people that are shy about uh, being in front of people. There's cultures, actually, that uh, are, are kind of raised that way, that being out in front of people is, is not an overly positive thing. So I have to be sensitive to that. And if they really have a preference to do that just one-on-one, -on -one, quietly in an office, I think I have to be respectful of that. But there's also moments when I, I might suggest to the recipient that, you know, while I value that piece of great work that you've just done and I really want to have a, a meaningful recognition moment for it, I, I would like the team to be able to see what great work looks like here on this team and in this environment. And to do that, I would really like to conduct this moment you know, in front of that team. And I, I, I certainly would, wouldn't embarrass you or have you speak in any way, but would you mind if we did it in front of the team this time just to give them a sense of what great work looks like and, and how it was achieved. And I, again, while I'm sensitive to what the recipient really wants to do, uh, I'm also aware of the impact it needs to have on the environment. One of the reasons we're doing it is to inspire people and, and to drive them into a place where they, they really love the, the concept of engaging with us. So I, I want to do as much as I can in front of others. Uh, but, but again, being sensitive to that personality and oftentimes when it's, a, it's a, something that really is a deeply meaningful thing to that individual, doing it one-on-one -on -one is absolutely fine and accomplishes the goals in most cases. In a day where we tend to give everybody recognition for participation, like on uh, Little League soccer teams, it seems like everybody gets a medal for just showing up. Is there a point at which there's too much recognition? Can you overdo it? You can't overdo authentic and sincere recognition. We can celebrate too much, right? We can we can just simply have it for the sake of having it, but that separates itself from true recognition, and, and so does incentive, and so does competition. None of those things are part of a recognition program. They have their place, and it's fine to celebrate as a team. It's not fine to have a person on the team have a success and celebrate as a team in all cases, because now you're, to some degree or another, diminishing the achievement of the one, elevating others who may have had nothing to do with that achievement. So we have to be clear, when we have a, a program of recognition that is purposeful, it is there to actually get the kind of results that we're after. It's there to inspire people to do great work and to give us that, that sense of community. And that's what that word culture really is. It's about a vibrant community of people who become proactive. What does that mean? That means that they take personal responsibility for outcomes. They become synergistic. That simply means that they prefer to work as teams and do their best work there. They become highly effective, all concepts from the seven habits of highly effective people, obviously. Uh, we're looking for highly effective people, and those are some of the attributes. We get that when they become inspired to connect. And that connection, again, comes from, from really targeted recognition. So just make sure that celebrations are kept in their place, competitions and incentives are kept in their place, but they are not part of a true appreciation or recognition program. Can you draw the distinction for us between incentives, in other words, declaring what the reward is in advance for reaching a specific outcome, and recognition for a job well done that may or may not have been expected when I started? Is there a difference between those two and how it affects people, and how do you determine when incentives are appropriate and when they're not? I think incentive, like I just said, just, just really belongs in its own space. Uh, it's certainly fine. Certainly sales teams and, and call centers and all kinds of places put incentives in place to compel people to take action as long as it is designed to do that over a focused period of time to get a certain result. Downside to incentives is that 
some personalities connect to incentive. They work extra hard to get it, and then they, they tend to take a week or two off once they've gotten it. And they know that the next incentive is coming, and then they'll ramp up to get that done again. What we really want in an engaged employee is consistent work around correct principles over, over time. So incentives drive ramped-up focused work for a short period of time. It attaches to certain personalities, but is off-putting to other kinds of personalities. So we want to make sure that it is separate from a quality recognition program that simply values the work that's done day to day. There's no incentive associated with recognition. Incentive has its own, its own vertical, it has its own purpose, and should be articulated that way. And it should be supported over here, on the other hand, by a great program of recognition that is just very consistent. If I have a group of people that have been well cared for, sometimes they'll go for an incentive to hit a target by a certain date, and there's nothing wrong with that. But if that's the way we've designed our organization, that's ultimately detrimental. Really, research has told us that doesn't sustain over periods of time and can actually destroy us over periods of time. You mentioned previously career recognition. Can you add a little bit more light to that in what that looks like? Career recognition is, is absolutely critical. Again, what it does is, is, is it drives a sense of loyalty. People feel like the company cares about me. I really belong here. And it actually starts as we're interviewing people to come to work for the organization. Uh, we really start paying attention and celebrating them before they enter. Then the day they enter, we make sure that we're on top of that particular day. And, and we pay attention at, at the culmination of that first day. There's some degree of celebration about that. And we, we continue that process fairly regularly uh, as we go through what's quote-unquote onboarding. What's interesting about onboarding is that onboarding really lasts until an employee makes a decision to engage or to exit, and that can take a long period of time. But sometimes we have 90-day or six-month onboarding programs for orientation and information purposes. But we recognize often in our space, you know, that first day is a celebration, that first week, that first month, uh, three months, six months, first year, then to third year, then to fifth, then every five thereafter. And it's, it's something that the research suggests uh, accomplishes things that encouraging effort and rewarding results doesn't do. It gives them a sense of home, a sense of belonging, and a desire to stay that the others don't accomplish as effectively. And it gives you an opportunity, along with leaders and associates in the organization, to speak to the value this person has brought to the organization, not by one piece of work, but by all of the work that they've done, by all of their personality, all their skill set. Uh, just it is a, a distinctive type of recognition that other things just can't accomplish. And, and it's important that it's done in highly effective, uh, excellent ways, really, that we set aside some quality time and do it well. Really tell that story. That should be, especially as we get up in years to 10 years and beyond, that should be a 20, 30-minute experience. Uh, that a lot of key people are attending and speaking to. So do you recognize, just on that point, do you recognize just tenure, or are you recognizing significant accomplishments, significant contributions? How do, where do you draw the line between those two? Well, the key is to not have to draw the line. The key, the key with leadership is to make sure that when a person arrives at 10 years, that they just haven't existed there for 10 years, but they're there for 10 years for a reason. I had an executive tell me one time that uh, he was thinking about not, you know, not doing career celebration anymore because he had to go out and celebrate a 10-year anniversary of a guy who shouldn't even be working for the organization. 
Well, the fact of the matter is, and I mentioned to him, the problem isn't the, the gentleman that you're going to recognize. That's not where the problem lies. Either he shouldn't have been allowed to stay in the space that long, you know, the culture should have made that change, or we're doing something wrong here. Somebody shouldn't arrive at 10 years that doesn't belong. Mm-hmm. And it's our responsibility as leadership to make sure that's the case. So, again, this idea of, of the conveyance of appreciation, appreciation is the key to this. Recognition is just a tool. It's the conveyance. It's the action that we take. If we genuinely appreciate people and the appreciation is conveyed in the, in the correct, meaningful, and purposeful ways, and then people still do not choose to engage with the mission, vision, values of this organization and produce great work, perhaps another culture is, is a better fit for them, and we can do a lot of things to help that. You know, Jack Welch is famous for eliminating the bottom 10%. I think the truth of that is, first, he let them know they were there and built a culture of coaching around that to try to help them get out of that. But then ultimately, if they wouldn't, you know, then the change was made because sometimes another culture is better for everybody involved. But we can't let people just arrive at points of tenure and then celebrate that as though there's been great work. As leadership, we have to make sure that when we get to 10 years and 15 years that there's meaningful work attached to that. And so that's a bigger responsibility, isn't it, than just worrying about uh, what's the difference. When we speak to it, we value both. We, we love that they've been loyal and that they've stayed. They've, they may have had other opportunities. And we're also obviously going to speak to their achievements and the impact that they've had. If someone were starting with a clean sheet of paper to construct uh, from scratch a good uh, recognition program for their, their organization, uh, give us the first couple of steps that you'd recommend. Well, the first thing you want to do is have something to recognize. So literally, as you bring them into the organization, we have to articulate to them what our mission actually is. And the mission statement is is really about who we are today, why we exist in addition to making money. Then we establish what the vision of this organization is going to be. Where is it we're going and what is the impact that we intend to have? And then we articulate to them, these are the core values, uh, integrity, innovation, customer service, whatever those are. We make sure that the individual is aware of those right off the bat. Then I'm going to go in and start to establish a regular system of paying attention to what that individual does. I'm going to have the manager, the immediate supervisor. Uh, I probably, in our case, we would also have a peer member. What we like to suggest to people is on a team that you have a champion on that team who works with the manager to help catch people doing things right, to steal Ken Blanchard's term. Uh, If I have both a supervisor and a champion on the team, and the champion is usually invited to participate for a week or a month and and try to help that manager catch these people, do things right, and to celebrate the recognition or through that recognition process. I'm going to start to enlist the team in doing that. I'm going to encourage people to recognize peer-to-peer, up and down the ladder, uh, relative to the offices inside of the organization. But what are we going to recognize around? We're going to be clear that we're going to recognize back to the values of the organization. We're not going to recognize everything that everyone does. We have to be on target with this. It's not about driving random engagement. Uh, Random engagement is kind of what we test for with standard engagement surveys these days. They've turned into contentment or happiness surveys in many cases. People are tickled to be there. They may be paid too well to leave, but they're not really producing great work. So what I want to do is make sure that there's a deep understanding in, in the mind of this individual what it is we're after, then I start to impact them through recognition so that it moves into their heart, so that there's emotional connection to that. So then I'm going to teach my people that are going to recognize, my leaders, my uh, managers, 
what are the core elements of a great recognition process? And again, that's the development of skills around simple thank you cards. What does a quality email look like? What does a quality presentation moment look like when it's a stand-up moment? I have to provide my managers with tools, with training, and with the time associated with doing this well, and call for accountability. Uh, I've got to talk to them about who are you recognizing? Are you getting to everyone on your team? How did you do that? What was the impact? And so forth. So it's, it's really about building understanding, I think. A lot of people have a sense that it's a technology-based thing or it's a tools-based thing. It, it isn't. It's building an understanding in leadership about why we're going to do it. The how can follow easily afterwards, but we've got to get to that, that big why first. Uh, any cautions that you'd give uh, someone starting out uh, traps to look out for, things to avoid? Yeah, don't over, don't overdo it with personality. Sometimes we we get nervous uh, when we're going to do a recognition moment, and so we tend to we tend to get a little bit bigger in our personality, and we try to to be a talk show host, or you know, and, instead of just absolutely being natural and sincere and authentic. So number one is is don't don't do that. Just just simply communicate, but learn how to do it beautifully. Learn how to tell a great story about what it is that's been done here. Uh, but you know, also you know what normally happens is when people get nervous in front of other people is those things can turn into a roast, if you will. Then there's a lot of humor, and and it it can actually turn into a negative thing uh, for people. So I've really got to spend a little bit of time understanding human nature and what, what people really like and what they don't like. And I've got to practice a little bit. I've, I've got to pay attention to a skill set associated with doing this. And I think maybe that's one of the big misunderstandings is everyone thinks they can do it quite easily. But when it comes to the actual execution, uh, to make it purposeful, to make it meaningful to that individual, it requires a little bit of research. You ought to read some things about how that's being done and, and what the purpose of it is and how to do it and get very clear about developing your own brand or your own system of execution around it. You should put tracking on your computer. Uh, you should have, uh, we would recommend to everyone that you put a reminder uh, Monday, Wednesday, and Friday on your computer, a five-minute pop-up to, that just simply says recognition review so that, that that pings you three times a week to stop and do something and pay attention to what's happening with your team. But I would suggest, first of all, it would be to learn about and understand what it is, the, what's the purpose of recognition after all, and then how do I execute it in, in beautiful ways. And that's the place to start is to understand. It's the same thing we do with everything else. We understand how to do it really before we start applying it, and then we start to practice to make that perfect. Uh, as we wrap up, uh, for those who may not know, tell us a little bit about O.C. Tanner. O.C. Tanner was founded in 1927 by a great gentleman, Albert Clark Tanner, who began uh, making pins. He started out by making uh, pins of precious metal and, and stones, and, and, and really that was, that was for high school students and for organizations that wanted to, to pause and recognize their people for various things. Uh, tenure back in those days was kind of the beginning of that, and that started to evolve. He started to recognize that people really valued this sense of appreciation, and he built O.C. Tanner on that foundation of appreciating people, uh, effectively shining a spotlight on who they are, on the great work that they do from day to day, on their loyalty, their contribution over time. And, and he's built us now into uh, really the world leader in total solution recognition worldwide, uh, over 8,000 clients worldwide. Uh, we have over 1,600 employees. We have a home base uh, in Salt Lake City, Utah. We have other uh, home base offices in Toronto, Canada, and London, England, and we have sales offices all over the world. And it's, it's really evolved over the, those 87 years now uh, into an organization that understands 
essentially the why of what we're doing, what it is that you do to do it well, and how to actually execute that. In fact, if you think about Simon Sinek's golden circle that he's been on uh, the, the famous TED Talk now, uh, Obert was in the middle of that way back when. He understood why this is necessary to human beings. He understood what to do about it and how to do it. And what we do is partner with other great organizations to help establish inside of them cultures of appreciation and performance, inspiring people to do great work, teaching them how to do great work, and sustaining their energy to do that over time through this principle of appreciation. Very good. Kevin Ames, thank you so much for sharing your wisdom with us today and for being our Crown Council Mentor of the Month this month. Steve, thanks for having us. We appreciate it. This is Greg Anderson. We appreciate the mentoring from Kevin Ames and hope it will give you new insights into team motivation and productivity that will help you retain the exceptional team members you already have, create even better team members from your existing talent base, and create a legacy of team production and motivation that will improve your practice and the quality of your work life. The Crown Council offers a number of opportunities to recognize exceptional team member performance. We invite you to visit the Recognition tab at www.crowncouncil.org. You can nominate a member of your team for our Team Member of the Week recognition. You'll also find under the Member's Choice Awards a place to nominate your team, nominate a team member, and nominate the doctor for recognition. The Crown Council is one of the few places in dentistry where doctors, teams, and team members are recognized for their performance. As we strive to create a culture of success in the practice, we know that members of your team work first for recognition. Everyone wants to know that their contribution to the team matters. We hope you will let the Crown Council be your partner in that recognition. Thanks for listening to our Crown Council Mentor of the Month.